Brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. It is an honor to be with you always. Thank you for being here as we co-create this community together. It means so much to me to have you here. And today's topic hypnosis or hypnotherapy. I am really excited to share my thoughts and feelings around it. And to start us off, I just did an Earth Warriors Oracle card, which you know I love this deck by Alana Fairchild. And for us today, I pulled Intikana, Intikana, Child of the Light. And here is a reading. There is a divine light that does not cast a shadow, nor does it cast judgment, even though it reveals truth, a truth that is sometimes hard to acknowledge and requires that we change our ways. True divine light is healing. It is unifying. It brings hope and illumines the way. Other sorts of light exist on this planet that are not so pure, nor so helpful. Those sorts of light may appear stunningly bright, yet in effect create separation and increase ego. You can recognize genuine divine presence not by how dazzling it may appear at first, but by what your devotion to that divine light evokes in your heart and your world. Trust your feeling over appearances. Move away from influences that create fear, negativity, or doubt in you. Reach out for that which uplifts your heart. Spiritual protection is being offered. Refuse to be dazzled by ego masquerading as something spiritual. Through your prayers and efforts, spiritual light has been accumulating on the inner planes, even though you may not sense that consciously as yet. There will be an intersection of events and circumstances in your physical world through which that light shall pour forth and manifest itself as grace. Continue with your spiritual devotion. There is something truly good to come of it. In the Incan tradition, Inti is the physical sun and the spiritual presence inherent in the sun's life-giving energy. Intikana is the being who is one with Inti, a child of the sun. In the esoteric mystery school, solar child and solar angel are terms for the soul, the deeper aspect of us that is connected to the spiritual light. This oracle brings you understanding that there is a new depth of soul connection opening up for you. We enter such a sacred process through a challenge known in spiritual traditions as initiation. When we are faced with a deep unknowing, which is what happens when we are growing spiritually and moving through a spiritual initiation, we have outgrown what our minds are capable of providing. We need more knowledge, more wisdom, more light so that we can find our way through the darkness of initiation and into the blessing of new life waiting on the other side of the process. When we turn our attention to the soul, instead of applying logic and intellect to figure out yet another, in quotation marks, doomed plan to conquer the irrepressible evolution inherent in the spiritual path, we finally gain comfort. Hope is a quality of the soul. It allows us to bear the uncertainty when, according to greater wisdom, there is something that we cannot know the answer to, at least for now. 
Hope gives us patience so that we can learn how to feel our soul connection more deeply and grow into the wisdom of the answers we need. We stop fumbling about in the library of the intellect and instead seek out the answer from the source that can provide it, which is illumined temple of our own soul. Initiation often involves an element of the unexpected. We typically feel unprepared for it, even though at a soul level, we have been working towards it for a long time. If it's happening, however, then we are actually ready for it. Such spiritual testing is intimidating to the ego, but the soul knows how to move through the process. Trust your inner self and trust in the light and the unconditionally supportive assistance that the universe will lead and lend to your purpose. Then you can be fearless, impervious to manipulation, and remain steady and faithful in the face of challenge. The Solar Festival of Inti was a celebration of new life, which was held at the start of a new planting season. It is realistic to cultivate hope and cheerfulness, both of which nurture the heart, especially during initiation. This oracle foretells of a positive conclusion of any initiation of soul. If you or a loved one have been plagued by dark and depressing thoughts, this oracle brings a spiritual intervention of joyful light. Open up to the joyful light of love and peace to fill your heart and your home. You have the power to call this in because you are acknowledged as a child of the light. Rest in the divine light within, imagining that you can peer into your soul and be warmed by the light and life of the inner sun that shines within your soul, which is the true light of great spirit. From that place of inner peace, luminous love, and safe refuge, you can proceed with boldness, patience, wisdom, and hope. The oracle asks you to cultivate a sense of self-worth and acknowledge the goodness within you. Without needing to be perfect, you just don't have light within you. You are the light. Remember, shine, we need you. And if you'd like to do this on your own, this is the healing process using this mantra. I affirm the light within me. I call for the true light of the divine to shine bright and clear, showing the way on earth. I am the light and the light is within me. I trust my soul and the spiritual light within that guides me always. May the light in all hearts be stirred into awakening with unconditional love, grace, and mercy. So be it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us have been going through some real initiations, right? It's been a big couple of years and it's continuing. But, you know, there's something that I really do believe is that it is a choice each and every day and actually hour by hour, sometime minute by minute to choose love over fear. You know, and that's something I post on Instagram a lot and like, yeah, it's kind of a cutesy term or quote to post, but for me, it actually is true. In the moment, I can choose the habitual, patterned, well-worn rut of fear, especially right now with the fear-mongering on a global level coming at us, you know, full steam ahead, horns blazing, everywhere you turn, if you're watching any mainstream anything, it's fear, because fear sells. Fear sells everything. Fear sells all pharmaceuticals. Fear sells most supplements. Fear sells all makeup. Fear sells all diet plans, right? Fear sells most of the fashion industry that you won't be this if you don't have that, right? So it's just something to be looking at in your own life. Where are you choosing love over fear? And it's not just like, oh, I love you. It's not that kind of love. Love is trust. Love is trust in whatever your connection to the higher power is. Is it trust in God or universe or spirit or nature or trust in the void, trust in the nothingness, trust in the ether from which we come, trust that there is nothing, whatever it is for you. 
How can you trust and hold your love for that trust and in that trust and not let your mind control everything with fear? Because as we know, the mind-body connection is so, so deep. So the thoughts that you think and believe affect everything. The thoughts that you think affect your body. I mean, we know this and it's so easy to forget. And really looking at our body in a new light, you know, what are your injuries? Where are you sore or stiff? You know, what is your body trying to tell you? A lot of times we have to get injured or sick to take notice, to slow down enough to get the message. I mean, as I've shared about six weeks ago, I got a leg injury out of nowhere. Just my, it just popped. It just popped. And I couldn't walk for a full week. I finally just went on my first walk in over six weeks and walking is my medicine. So that was like a real mental health thing for me too to navigate. And I did pretty well. I really did because I used a lot of meditation and just slow stretching and really looking at what this lesson was. What was my body trying to teach me So I don't have to go through it again because, you know, when we don't slow down, when we don't take the initiative and the self-discipline within ourselves to actually take the time to uncover what our bodies are telling us, we just mask it, right? Because we aren't used to suffering. We don't like to suffer. We don't like to feel pain. I mean, how often do you have a headache and... I mean, maybe not you specifically listening to this podcast, but let's just say as humans in general have a headache. Oh, something. Oh, maybe I'm dehydrated and I need some electrolytes or some salt in my water and really like go drink a liter of water. We take an Advil, right? Or going into birth. We don't even want to think about the pain. We don't want to put that on ourselves. We don't want to know that pain is part of the journey. So we just anesthetize ourselves immediately. But the body feels, you know, the body holds trauma. And that's such an interesting aspect of birth too, is your body's going to hold it. So how are you going to experience it? And how are you going to move through it? Same at death. We don't want to trust the discomfort of the process of dying. You know, we often think of dying as this thing like, oh, he's dead. No, dying can be like birth. It can be a process of weeks, months. The actual act of dying can be weeks and days, sitting vigil, being with that person as the process unfolds. And it can, of course, be difficult to see, but it's just like birth. It's powerful and it's profound and it is part of this journey as a human, as an animal. So hypnosis is a really interesting thing. And I'll just give a little background on my own journey with hypnosis. This is a huge topic. So I'm just, will be just kind of hitting the top points in this podcast. I got a Vedic astrology reading this past September of 2020, which I've shared on here with Charlotte Benson, who I got connected with via Srimati and Srimati's podcast. And I heard her voice. I just resonated with what she shared and how she shared it. And I'd been wanting to do a Vedic reading because I had done it when I moved to LA 16 years ago with actually one of her mentors, Chakrapani, who was no longer living. And I felt really called to do a new reading when I landed back in Los Angeles. As you know, I was gone for the entire summer back in Tennessee. And I knew that I needed support when I landed back here. I mentally in a lot of ways and physically and very much spiritually was going through my own process of a rebirth, shedding skin and coming back to LA was actually really hard for me. And I knew that I needed to treat myself when I got back. So I scheduled this reading with her and it was really fascinating. And it really, for me, clicked. I do resonate with a lot of Western 
astrology, but the Vedic, for whatever reason, where I am in my life right now, it really resonated. I felt more seen than I had ever in my chart. And she basically affirmed and reaffirmed what I already knew, which was I was going through a massive self-awakening. Could also be called a midlife crisis. For me, I don't connect with that term. It didn't feel like a crisis. It felt like spiritual awakening. And I still can't really put words to it. It's very internal and maybe even doesn't have words or need words, but it was really helpful for someone outside of myself to just say, oh yeah, it's written right here. This is what you're going through. It's happening. I see it. By 2021, you're going to be a completely new rebuilt person. And I do feel that way in so many ways. And even talking to my close besties over the summer, I was like, I just know I'm going through something really big, but I can't describe it. And I didn't actually talk to many people anyway through that that portal. It was very private and insular, which I think for a lot of us, we went through that through 2020. So it came up in my reading hypnosis. And she said, I don't know if it actually is hypnosis. It could be a like minded thing. It could be a similar philosophy or tradition, etc. Because I was sharing with her that I was ready to change the way in which I was showing up in my career and my work and was very called to pull in some new trainings, some new, you know, containers, for lack of a better word, of thought or training, you know, to add to my repertoire. So hypnosis was just kind of there. I was like, okay, interesting. And then a friend posted about a hypnosis course that she had taken. And I had a free discovery call with that woman. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. It was over the three days of my birthday. My birthday fell. And I really love to do betterment things for myself on my birthday. I don't like parties. I'm such a Scorpio. I, I like to go under and into the darkness, into the cave of self. And it's funny, a lot of times when my birthday is happening, it falls within some deep dives and trainings or, or spiritual practices and things like that. So I was like, perfect, just going to do it. Don't really have many expectations. Don't really know what it is so much. Just going to do it. I feel called to do it. And it changed my life. The three days completely changed my life and elevated my own journey. And it's something so interesting when we connect with different things that really work for us. And of course, it's not going to work for everyone. But I just want to share where I am now because hypnosis is helping me so much. And I'm seeing how it's helping my clients in so many ways. So hypnosis is not what we've been told it is. You know, when you see those old videos or movies with the hypnotherapist making the client or the person on stage quack like a duck or, you know, do any outer controlled things. It's not that at all. Hypnosis is you are in control of yourself and you are guided through a beautiful and deeply healing meditation to align with your unconscious mind. You are awake. You are conscious. You are in control. You are in full agreement and feeling comfortable with the person you're working with. So part of it is being an active partner in the healing session. So whatever healing work I do and very much in my coaching work, it is a co-creation. So it's always, 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 always very important for the client to own that and to be responsible. So for instance, if I'm doing Reiki on someone, I need a verbal agreement that they are open to receive healing because it isn't on me to do the healing for them. They are the conduit for their own healing and I am there to support and guide. And that's with coaching. That's with my postpartum doula work. That's with Reiki. And that's certainly with hypnosis. The client is in control always. 
And that's why with anything, you usually have to actually have faith and be in agreement and alignment with the healing modalities that you're choosing, right? So like I could go to acupuncture. If I think acupuncture is horse shit, it's not going to work that well. Like, yeah, I still might get benefit because it does, it is a needle going into the skin, which is affecting the chi and the meridians and all that. But it's not going to get as big as bang in the buck as if I'm holding the space for my own healing and setting an intention for my healing that day, which I do. Whenever I get a healing session, I set my own intention for the healing. And same with hypnosis. So like if you're someone that's just like, this is a crock of bullshit, then it's probably not for you, right? (laughs) Because then that falls on me to prove it to you. And I don't need to prove it to you. It works for me. It works for a lot of people I know. It works for hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people throughout the time. But if you really don't believe in it, then it probably isn't the right modality for you, right? But it's also, I think, interesting to look at why why do we have so much hate towards certain modalities? So there's this really amazing book, which if you are delving into hypnosis and wanting to learn more, I highly recommend it. It's called The Wizard Within, and it's the Krasner Method of Clinical Hypnotherapy, which is the training that I did for Krasner, who is the OG hypnotherapy teacher. And It's really great to read this book to get the base knowledge, and then you can, of course, make it your own, as with anything. But it's really interesting to see the history of hypnosis. It's been used for thousands of years and in more modern times, the past hundreds of years. And then it's really interesting to see in like the 1940s and 50s how it was demonized by the medical system. It used to be used for anesthesia. It used to be in war zones. They would use it before having to do emergency operations on soldiers, which, by the way, totally worked. And then it was demonized. So that's where I think a lot of the bad reputation came from was, you know, a PR scheme against it, you know, which we're seeing in a lot of things right now. It's like the people in power that aren't making money off it like to demonize things that are cheap or safe or, you know, readily available to the masses. And hypnosis is beautiful too, because once you learn about it, you can do self-hypnosis. I mean, actually at the core being of hypnosis is self-hypnosis because you are using your own intention and you're using your own words. So for example, I'm just going to take you through a little example of how I would work if you were my client. And I'm going to use myself as my own example of a client. So say I come in and I'm like, you know what? I am, well, first of all, it's really good to work on one thing. So with my clients right now in my coaching program, hypnosis is an integral part of it. However, for clients that are really against it, we won't use it. We'll use either just more of a lighter meditation or yoga. But the reason I really love to use hypnosis is because it makes you move through your journey so much faster because you're speaking directly to the unconscious mind. So a lot of times we use the word subconscious mind when we're actually thinking unconscious mind. Unconscious mind is that deep, deep part of our brain, which stores all the memories, which is the very foundational level of our life journey. So basically it's all the main data from our lives from zero to seven, which we hear a lot in childhood development, right? Kids are sponges from zero to seven, They're literally taking everything that they are told as truth. That's why being in integrity as a parent is so important, so important to be 
authentic and in integrity because they are learning everything from you. If you're trying to teach your kids to eat vegetables, they never see you eat a vegetable. They see you sneaking in the kitchen, binge eating at night. Guess what? You're modeling that behavior, right? That's a very topical, shallow example, but it's so imperative to do this work and, you know, no shame, no guilt. We're all doing the best that we can, but those years are very, very important for our development. And most of us, and think about this for yourself and for the other people in your life, think of your main issues or the your partner's main issues or your parents' main issues. Where do you think that stuff comes from, right? Most of it is childhood trauma because it's stuck in your unconscious mind. And no matter how long you do talk therapy, Reiki, body work, all of that, which I'm big believers in most modalities, and I don't really judge it and all help is good help generally. If you're not though getting to that unconscious mind, you're kind of just putting band-aids on trauma. We need to go back and reprogram with new positive wording and rewiring to really make fast benefit. And you see it. I mean, there are people, look at all the testimonials of people that stop smoking in one hypnosis session because they're going back and in their own words, they are changing their programming. Okay, so for an example, say I come to a hypnotherapist and we try to work on one thing at a time. So I might have 10 things, you know, I'll, I'll download, like, I want this, I want this. These are the things I'm working on. I'm overwhelmed with my family. I'm overwhelmed with momming, trying to start a new business, feeling overweight. I want to get back into like really taking good care of myself and nutrition, feeling distant from my partner, feeling overwhelmed with the kids' schools. You know, like it can be a, a lot of things. And then we'll, we'll talk through the common themes. I will make notes of all the different things you want to work on. And then for that one session, we'll really dial it in what you want to work on specifically that day. And we'll work on one main thing. And then oftentimes that one main thing affects a lot of the other things we want to work on as well, right? Because when, especially as moms and we're overtired and we're overdoing everything and our minds scattered in a thousand different ways, it becomes this like rolling ball, the snowball effect just keeps getting bigger, bigger, bigger of anxiety and overwhelm. But when you can start to kind of pull it apart, slow it down and look at one part, you can get like, oh, if I fix that one thing, that's actually going to clear up five things, right? So we get really clear on that. So say I come in, I'm like, okay, the main thing I want to work on today is career. I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I'm feeling I don't have enough time in the day. I'm feeling resentful to my kids because I end up only getting like actually one to two hours when they're away and I can sit and think, but then right when I get in my zone, they're back and they won't, you know, that kind of thing. I don't feel like I have enough money because I'm not making the money to invest in childcare or more childcare, et cetera, et cetera. So we would talk through what it would feel like if I felt really supported and moving forward in my career. What would that feel like? So we come back to the feelings. What would that look like? Instead of just looking at the negative, which is in there, right? It's all that programming which from which it stems. So now we look at it and say, okay, I'm reframing it and I'm seeing what I do want. We're going to change it to the positive. So if I'm supported in this new career venture, I'm feeling plenty of time in my day. I'm feeling enough time to get those couple of tasks done for that day. I have time to reply to those emails, follow up with the dentist, take a 30-minute walk, have time to cook some healthy options for dinner, that kind of thing. I feel really supported in the tech. Say the tech is really difficult for me, which it is. That really binds me up because I get stuck in the tech stuff and then I get complete overwhelm for me personally, McLean. So 
okay, that's the case. If I'm feeling free in my career, if I'm feeling free in moving forward and open and full of energy, what am I going to do? For me, ideally, I'm going to pay someone for that support. So how can I find that money to help me hire the tech person because maybe right now that's what I really need. Instead of a new logo, instead of a new website, I just need the tech support to help me do the thing, to get that up and running. And okay, I can't spend two grand on it. So what can I spend? Okay, I can spend $500 or I can spend $200 this month on that. Okay, there are people we can find that can do that thing for $200. So it's really about, I mean, that's just kind of like one very light example, but it's really about getting clear in what you're wanting and what that feels like. So then I would guide you very relaxed, beautiful guided meditation. Your eyes are closed and it really does feel when I lead you through, it does really feel like you are under a weighted blanket or almost like floating in one of those floaty pod things. If you can go deep and really trust it, it feels like you're in a very deep shavasana. Because we need to get you out of your thinking mind, that monkey mind, hypervigilant, anxious mind. We need to get you out of that. So the deep relaxation, the different exercises I lead you through, get you to a point where you're like, "Ah," right, then I would speak back to my client the things that they envisioned that they just told me. And I would speak it in their own words. So for example, you're feeling so energetic today. You've woken up. You have free time to yourself. Your kids are out of the house. Your partner's out of the house. You have the next three hours at your desk to leisurely move through at the pace you want today. You feel so free. You feel abundant. You feel supported by tech because you have hired this amazing assistant to help you with this problem or this issue. It's no longer an issue because you have taken the step to get the support that you need. And now you get to focus on all the stuff that you love, all the stuff that lights your soul up, such as dot, 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 whatever the client would have told me. So you see, it's very simple. It's really using the client's own desires and goals and then helping them get relaxed enough so that you can plug that back into their unconscious mind and start changing the behavior. And for some of us, it takes longer. For some of us, we're not as trusting based on our own life story, PTSD, trauma. You must have a rapport with the person that is your hypnotherapist. If you're doubting them, if you don't think they're smart, if you think it's bullshit, not going to work out. So for me, what it's done, and I listen to my own hypnotherapy tapes, it honestly could be a couple minutes at night that you can even do a voice memo. And even if it's not a full hypnosis session, I do highly recommend this to anyone listening is do a voice memo on the things you want to manifest or the things you want to remind yourself and start listening to that at night. Like I'll put my headphones in when I'm going to sleep with my daughters. Listen to what I want. Listen to what I want to be calling in. Or if I wake up early in the morning, play that for myself and just start rewiring your own brain. It's not hard. It's very simple stuff. It's just carving out the space and time and willingness to do it. And it's pretty cool. It's really cool to see how things can change so quickly. When I did my training and we were partnering up and we're doing group hypnosis together and then we're doing partner led and then our teacher was guiding us, I had so many wild downloads that completely released childhood trauma because I just finally was like, oh, that's what it was. Okay. I don't need that anymore. I don't need to carry that anymore. And it was fascinating. So 
I was like, okay, this is what I'm bringing now to my work with women because we need to just get on with our lives, right? We need to heal so we can thrive, so we can slay. We all have big work to do right now. This is going to be a next couple years of really intense work. And I don't believe we can actually fully do the work if we're walking around like the walking wounded. We need to work on ourselves. We need to heal ourselves so then we can really show up and be the best versions of ourselves, and really make massive, long-lasting change for our families, for our lineage, for our communities, for our country, and then ultimately the world, right? And that may sound really lofty, but to me, it's not. That is a reality for me. That's what I feel. And if each one of us does that, just think the power we have. We don't need to keep projecting all of our trauma onto each other. We don't need to be in this like constant trigger cancel culture. We can show up in love and listen to one another and educate one another and learn from one another and make real change, real change, not just Instagram quotes and memes, like real fucking change for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids and on and on. So for me, the hypnosis is so important. And if you're interested, please book a free discovery call with me and we'll go deeper. But I just want women to get healed. That is my passion. I want us to get healed so that we can be the best. We deserve to be the best. We deserve to be free, sovereign beings in our own bodies. No matter what our past was, no matter the shitty parenting we had, you know, no matter what our parents had to go through, you know, the shitty parenting they had from our grandparents and so on and so on. From war trauma, from rape trauma, from molestation trauma, from eating disorder trauma, you know, on and on, we have so many traumas we're holding on to that affect everything. And it affects our birth, affects our postpartum, and affects our children. So that's why I'm so passionate about hypnosis. And I really want to be an agent of change and changing the way we look about it, how we think about it, and how we can use it as such an accessible tool. And I urge you to just open your mind up to it and give it a go and just see. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But honestly, the worst case scenario is like you fall asleep and you had a really good nap. When I come out of a hypnosis session, I feel reborn. I feel reborn. And the deep rest, because I'm what my teacher calls a hypno bunny, like I go out fast. <laughs> I think it's just my meditation for so many years. And I'm a very sensitive, empathic being my body is very sensitive so I go I go deep real fast so I don't need drugs or alcohol or anything and that deep rest of even 30 minutes I will feel like I had eight hours of sleep like that's how much it resets my nervous system so yeah please dm me any questions feel free to email me with any questions like I said, I bring this to my coaching, my one-on-one -on -one coaching a lot. I am going to be bringing this in a group way to the Mother Club membership, which I'm so excited to be having and holding now. It lights me up so much to be able to offer different tiers for what people are ready for or what can commit to or what can do at this time. And everyone deserves the space to heal and thrive and grow. And so I will be offering group hypnotherapy sessions and then I do the, my one-on-one -on -one. and I'm toying around with the idea of do, offering for specific people, some hypnotherapy sessions. So if you're interested in that, you can hit me up. If any, I'm doing a minimum of three because it's something that for it to be really effective, we need to go deep. And I really need to know the scope of what's going on in that 
goes beyond one session because the first session is really you telling me where you are and where you want to be going. So anyway, I hope you check it out. It's something that's totally lit me up because for me, it works and it has really been a very positive tool on my journey this year. And I'm excited to share it in bigger ways with all of you. So keep on keeping on. I'm here with you, walking this path with you as always. And I love you. Jema. 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 Jema.